1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into?
2: Talking.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG
1: 13.
0: Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopeds Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at WhoPetsPod.com. All right, and we're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports, Fantasy, Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, LakersBall.com, LakerHolics.com. Be part of the conversations today during the game and after the game at LakersBall.com and LakerHolics.com, plus the Pop Culture Cosmos, where we're dropping another great episode this weekend for you, talking about the Batman, winning time, and so much more. Plus, also as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Game Source, it is sincerely appreciated. Just want to make mention before we head on the show again, if you have not caught it yet, I have an interview with award-winning author Jeff Perlman. Not only will that interview be played on the Pop Culture Cosmos this weekend, wherever you get your podcasts, but also as well, it's available right now on the Lakers Fast Break channel, wherever you get your podcasts, plus Facebook, plus YouTube. So please go ahead and check out my great interview with Jeff Perlman, who wrote the book Showtime, also three-ring circus, but his book Showtime is now the basis for the upcoming HBO Max series on the Lakers dynasty of the 1980s called Winning Time. So please go ahead and check that out today. You'll be glad you did. But as for the Lakers of now, I will say this. About a week ago, the Lakers and Clippers matched up in a very nip-and-tuck battle with it. Very back and forth type feel with a last second shot by Reggie Jackson getting the victory. And these were two teams that coming out of the all-star break were fairly close to each other. And one win by the Lakers could have set in emotion, just basically overtaking the Clippers by this time. But unfortunately, a week has passed and the Lakers misfortunes have followed since that shot by Reggie Jackson as they continue to lose and in most cases lose quite handily. And you're hearing the rumors now that with what's going on with Russell Westbrook and the rumors put out there by none other than Bleacher Report that Russell Westbrook and the Lakers are mutually agreeing that they should part ways at the end of the season. It's something that you can see the handwriting on the wall, so it's not that really big of news. So I don't understand why everybody's making a big deal about it. Great that Russell Westbrook is thinking about leaving. Great the Lakers are thinking about trying to trade him. That's just great and dandy, but, you know, the problems with Russell Westbrook have been evident all season. And when it comes to today's game against the Clippers, we saw evidence of not only him, but the rest of the team, what happens when they just don't focus because after a very competitive first half where it was 66 to 63, where the teams were very as high scoring, not a lot of defense being played but unfortunately in the third quarter a disastrous one for the Lakers one of their absolute worst of the season it got so bad i think they went on a 32 to 6 run did the clippers in the third quarter leading to a 40 to 18 third quarter thrashing that the lakers could never overcome and the clippers cruised to a 132 to 111 victory over the Los Angeles Lakers in a game, like I said, that just was once that snowball started rolling downhill and the Clippers started scoring left and right, and the and the Lakers had no answer on both ends of the floor. You could just see their heads just you know just shaking, just just their posture, their mannerisms, their body language. You told the story indeed. But here today to talk about the game are three great guests. First up is the man behind Lakerholics.com, Be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, you said you wanted to go ahead and save your misery and and not be on Tuesday's show. Well, the misery (laughs) followed you on today's program.
2: I hope not so. I mean, this was (sighs) – you know, I always try to find the silver linings in all of these games and and even the tough seasons, and it's practically impossible to do that because they're so inconsistent that – the only thing that they're consistent about is being inconsistent. Is this the game that's going to get Frank Vogel fired from his job? I mean have said that before. There's got to be a point. You can't lose in the next 20 games and wait till the end of the year to fire Frank. I don't think anybody on this team, including LeBron James and Anthony Davis, still believe that if they were healthy heading into the playoffs, that this team could win because they don't believe it themselves. You could see that in their body language. You could see that in the way that they collapse. They can rally and get back, but just all it takes. They're so fragile that it just takes one bad call from the refs, one questionable play, and they fall apart. And we saw that day. I think the thing that just jumps out at me, I was, I've was i never been a Ty Lue fan, but I think you'd have to be an idiot to this point in time not to wonder what could have happened to the Lakers – had Ty Lue as the coach instead of Frank Vogel because Frank's offense is just absolutely atrocious, you know, and it's so frustrating to watch the team not play as well as youth teams that I see play every year. And, And it's just amazing how there's just no cohesiveness, no the schemes and everything are just totally out of whack. The whole organization now is suddenly out of whack. You can't hope that we're going to get a new owner, a new front office, a new coach, and and maybe trade all of the stars on the team. But I think at this point in time, this season is shot. I don't see any way that they're going to do anything positive. They're going to go into the play-in tournament, just like the Nets may go into the play-in tournament, and the Nets may be able to be the team that could go take it all away if they just had the right situation. The Lakers, I don't think, have a chance in hell of getting in there. You know they're they're going to be lucky to win a first round matchup if they happen to be matched up against somebody that they you know are, have a good matchup against. But it's uh, you know you got to stop worrying about this season because it's lost. Yeah, start thinking now about what the Lakers are going to do this summer. They have to move Westbrook. They have to be able to take contracts back from bad contracts from players who can contribute. You know whether that be you know. Guys like Tobias Harris or guys, you know, like Buddy Heal or or Malcolm Brogdon. Those are players that are basically have three years on their contracts and, and a big amount of money so that they can be a trade. But the Lakers are going to have to make some moves like that. And they're obviously going to have to get a new coach. And I still feel that there's great reasons for starting that coaching search right now, even if they don't even make the search selection until teams are out of the out of the out of the playoffs because that's they can't hire anybody from another team that's they need to start getting their organization in order and not be looking like the last thing I want to see them do is be searching for a coach and usually that means a direction it's in how you're going to play right when you should be going out there and recruiting players for a team that doesn't have a coach yet and we don't know exactly how they're going to want to play. And you got hanging over everything else. August 4th date when LeBron's got to—that's the headline for LeBron, you know, signing an extension for two years. So the Lakers could set some clarity. If LeBron doesn't sign that extension, the Lakers could still sign and trade him to somebody. They could still hope to, that he would change his mind if we had a great year, but if they were smart, they would probably have to trade him just to be sure not to lose, lose him for nothing. So it was a, discouraging evening, especially after the way we finished the first half, you know, and came back with that great run. And then just turn around and hand it right back to them with a a listless, hopeless performance in the third quarter was the ultimate disappointment of the evening.
0: Let me go ahead and get El Rob in here. El Rob, great to have you on the program. Welcome back. I think Joe has some technical difficulties. I think that's the same thing you could say for the Lakers. They had some technical difficulties as well. Big shout-out to Chris Sardieri for the thumbs-up on Facebook and also Johnny Blade for sharing our feed. Elrob, any thoughts on the game so far? I mean, just very disappointing. You were at the game last week in that pivotal game for the Lakers last week against the Clippers where one certain direction could have gone our way and we could be now in the eighth spot ahead of the Clippers. Unfortunately, that didn't materialize and we've gone downhill ever since.
1: Yeah, Lakers, um, they're pretty much getting what they deserve. I mean, they, when you don't play connected, when you don't consistently bring effort, you know, you should lose. You should get embarrassed. So it is what it is. Um, that game you're mentioning. You well, know, that Lakers, third
0: quarter so bad it broke the internet for Joe Soro.
1: <laughs> yeah, Joe was ready to go on a roll. So, you know, I wanted to hear it too. So Saved by the bell. Be, finish, finish that rant. He's back. The by way.
3: all of it. But- Sorry. Sorry, guys. I had a little communication problem.
0: No, I just said that the Lakers played so bad in the third quarter, it destroyed your internet.
1: <laughs> it's not a whole lot to say. You know, the Lakers, I mean, we We suck. We about, let's give it a run. Uh, let's <laughs> do this. Last year, it was drumming. I mean, at some point, we got to look at the whole thing. And it's not these little big places, it's not Schroeder. Uh, Dennis is not Drummond, it's not Westbrook. It is the collective group of guys that's, you know, then you get a, you know, you let somebody like AC go, somebody who plays hard, who's competitive, who enjoys defending, who does the little things, and you get what you deserve. When you start um, being cheap, um, when you start trying to take shortcuts, this is what happens. So, you know what? It's tough to watch. It's bitter to watch. It hurts to watch. But when you really think about it as a basketball fan, they are getting what they deserve. So we'll see how they can dig themselves out of this. And, uh, you know, I'll be rooting each game, but I'm not heartbroken when they go out and say, if they don't care, what? I mean, how much should I care?
0: Do you think they're paying the residuals for? The, everything that they did in the bubble to get the championship—that they're, you know, as far as the fallout from that—do you think they're paying well, a lot
1: for yeah, that? I, you know what? I don't know about that, but you know what? It was worth it. If it, if, yeah, if I, I, I took that championship, i will take the chip and tie the Celtics with 17. It was yeah. worth it. You tell me. I have to take three or four losing, tough, embarrassed by Reggie Jackson of all people type of seasons. Right. I'll take it for the championship.
0: I mean, that's what I mentioned to someone. that When I was posting the Jeff Perlman episode today all over social media, somebody responded back that they were – how can they listen to a podcast with the way the season's been going for the Lakers? And I say, not only is our show, but also the Lakers, an organization based not only off of its history, off the championships, not just now, but celebrate what they've done in the past. And I reminded them that this is the organization that leads the NBA, along with the, the Celtics, with 17 world championships, and that's not to be underestimated. So, I'm I, again, I'm, I'm really, you know, hopeful for the future for the team that they'll start making the right maneuvers. But I'm again, from what I'm seeing from the organization, a lot of things need to be made.
1: This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
0: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like It has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And
1: the PCC Multiverse.
0: Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Joe, I got you back in ready to rock and roll. What's your thoughts on today's game? I I mean, I saw
3: it coming because I've been watching it happen for 60... This is the 60-second game now, right? So... My heart was hoping that that run at the set in the second quarter would would catapult them to a win, but my head was telling me that they were going to either blow it in the third quarter or the fourth quarter, and I just didn't know they were going to blow that much. They blew uh, about as bad as you can, and you're you're trying to find the right words to describe the situation trying to find some originality, because I feel like I keep repeating myself every time we do a show. So, you know, again, we're gonna base it off this particular game, that's the only original part in this. They played, they just played with no want. They're an unprofessionally run team. Again, I you have to be this brutal, because from top to bottom, they are a dismal organization absolutely dismal. I'm talking about this year. You know? I'm not talking about the past. i not, not talking about what's going to happen in the summer. But they are, a, from top to bottom, as an unprofessional a run team as I've ever seen a Laker team. That, that even counts the penny-pinching 2,000 teams when Kobe was stuck in, you know, when he was stuck in Siberia without anybody. Even at least when we were tanking to get high draft picks you could at least say that those guys were not going to win anything they didn't have the talent to do it so you you somewhat kind of understood that but the fact that you have Anthony Davis you have LeBron James and you have no leadership how come uh you know Kawhi and and, and Paul uh, Paul George aren't playing and you're, you're you're still having those guys playing their butts off now we, we can give credit to Ty Lue and I I'm not discrediting Ty Lue but it's an interesting observation, uh, Tom, that you bring up that. Like, how different would this team have been if Ty Lu had been the coach, right? I think we have revisionist history there because I remember Ty Lu getting a stomach ache towards that last, you know, part of LeBron's stay there. And then after LeBron left, he was just – he was like Mike Brown. He couldn't win a game to save his life. So why is it different now? Why is it different
2: there's, there's two things that jump out at me from this game when I step back from it and get out, get out of the angst of just losing again. And both things really strike at what I think is the heart of the problem with the Lakers. If there was two things that jumped out at me in this game, it was number one, roster construction. The Clippers have a roster construction that is better than the Lakers on the court four times this year with... They're two superstars gone. That's roster construction is a big part about it. And then the other thing that jumps out at it is using that roster, how they use them, the offense that they're running, the way that they play, the defense that they play, the substitutions that are in there. They've got two centers that are so effective and we don't have any size because of the poor roster construction of the team. And, We have no answer for, I mean, Dwight wasn't an answer for anything tonight. He's like one out of four games type of guy. We are so weak in the center and power forward positions because we haven't put any money in them because we got LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And the problem is, is that Anthony Davis is proving to not be available all the time. And LeBron James, whether it's the knee or father time, He's doing everything he can, but this is not the same LeBron James. He can't explode his way out of this situation.
3: I'm going back and forth in my own head, okay? Because you're talking about an all-time great, arguably a top-five player, right? He's in his 19th year. So you're, sitting, you're, you're, you're sit, I'm sitting there, and I'm it's going through my head, right? So I'm thinking, okay, if LeBron retires in – let's say he retired in 2016 – after he won the title in Cleveland and said, guys, I'm going out a winner. He'd been in the league for at that point would have been, what, 14, 15 years. We wouldn't even be talking about how any of this stuff, right? But the fact that he's hanging on and there's always that Batman line from The Dark Knight where you either die a hero or you live long enough to, you know, to become the villain. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want to I'm, I'm not dimin- I'm not looking at LeBron's talent on the court. I'm not talking about that. It's not that's not the problem. If he if he's lost a step that's fine. I that's that you you can't be unreasonable there. Okay? The whole point of bringing Russell Westbrook in and the reason why I was supporting is I thought he would help maintain LeBron throughout the year. We're not dumb. We've watched this game enough to know that I don't care how well you're playing when you're in your 19th season and 37 years old, you still got to be careful. Now, the issue with LeBron is he his leadership. This isn't the first time I've seen this kind of stuff. This is the part that, as an as a non Laker player, this is the stuff that Laker fans would see of LeBron, and not even Laker fans. Anybody, how fast did they make that three point lead into a fourteen point lead? It was two minutes. I remember the clock said ten minutes ten minutes left in the third, and then I remember seeing six minutes where they had only scored two points halfway
0: through the third quarter. It was a 32 to six run.
3: Yes. So again, the front office made a massive mistake that I supported. So I have to be clumped into that because I supported as a fan, the ownership continues to be doing something where I don't know if they have the right people around them. And then the players, which in my, you know, assessment of all that, of all that stuff that's going on with the front office should not matter at this point. It should, the players dictate success. It's the NBA, you know, it's the NBA. It, it, athletes make the difference. You know, you, we saw this stuff with the Bulls in the 90s. No matter how, un, you know, no matter how bad Krauss was and Reinsdorf were, it didn't matter because as long as Michael Jordan and Pippen and Rodman and Kukoc and those guys were playing, it didn't matter how bad, Jerry Krause was at communicating or or doing anything he's a he's some guy who's sitting in a in the stands. The guys are on the court that matter in this business so for me, the issue is you already know you absolutely volcanoed your team with Russell Westbrook. but I think what's a bigger issue is your leaders are either not available your two main leaders the most important parts one is never available, and the other is. When things aren't going well, he doesn't come through the abyss. He quits like everyone else. And that's, that is right there. Whenever I get into the discussion, the played out, boring, no talent discussion of who the greatest player is, that is the one thing I tell everyone that, that asks me that question. Guys, I watched Michael Jordan in his prime. I watched Kobe Bryant in their prime. And I've watched LeBron in his prime. LeBron is big and amazing, and he's going to own all the stats, as great as he is. He doesn't have the Kobe MJ, that, that little extra above, you know, the guy that'll hit two free throws to give his ch- a team a chance on a torn Achilles, or someone who got food poisoning, he called it the flu, but it was food poisoning, and can win a game five in the finals and, and, and essentially win the, t- win the title. I mean, it was that close for them to lose to Utah in that series. So to me, that's what I grew up watching, and that's what I'm used to. And I'm 44 years old, and I'm used to that. This generation, the guys that are in their 30s, you know, 10 years younger, I guess there was a shift somewhere there. The, uh, I'd say the parents in the 90s didn't really – I think they catered too much <laughs> to their kids. And, and, you know, here we are. The second the ship is going down, it's like, okay, fend for yourself. Don't be a leader. that's where it is. It's a leaderless team. It needs to be gutted. It needs to be cleaned. And uh, my only worry right now is I hope Jeannie can stop her, you know, what do they call it when they have those uh, parties at at these rich people's houses? Container parties. What do they call it? Tupperware parties? Stop having your Tupperware friends running your organization. Get some real freaking people in here.
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, that was Joe Sorrell right there for you. L-Rob, uh, I'm going to make sure I leave this uh, conversation with you in hand as far as having the last say on this. So before we head on out, uh, any last thoughts on the Lakers game today or where we stand as an organization? Because I, I miss you here on the show. We don't get you on enough. I just want to make sure your thoughts are fully shared before we head on out.
1: Yeah, I ju- I just put in some guys who was going to play with some effort. When you watch the game today, you can see some guys weren't, we're slacking. Dwight didn't seem like he played with a whole lot of effort today. You know, he's trailing Zubac down the court. Right from the get-go? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a turnover in the backcourt. Mello, uh, he, you know, he gets back to his credit, but then he don't pick up the shooter. He leaves the guy wide open for a three. It's like, and he, he just sucks into the lane. It's like, if they're not giving effort, um, then they are not playing smart.
0: Um, he was a minus 34.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a combination of things with this team. So we don't have enough time to probably go through the litany of, you know, why um, they are losing. But I mean, they should have enough pride to at least play it. You know, team like the Clippers is playing without their best players and bring better effort. But you know, like Joe said, you know, LeBron, he's a good leader when when the, when he's got a real good team. But when times are tough, he's not the best leader. I mean, his 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 first campaign, first season here. And he had the young guys. He wasn't interested in playing defense that whole season. And, you know, stuff like that, you know, that you, you know, as great as he is, that, you know, that those are some of the things that you need out of him as a leader. And and I think that's why you see the team spiral. Um, he's getting his points. Um, and now, you know, at 30, you know, his 19th year. So I, I mean, I give him a, some slack on that. But just do the effort, do the little things. That's I think that's what a leader does. They they, they would do the dirty work and and help show their teammates that they're going the extra mile as opposed to making sure they're getting their numbers. So it's frustrating the whole whole thing around organizations. Got to take a deep look. jeannie has got a mess on her hands, but the good thing is they're the Lakers. So the brand is strong. They will always be able to attract talent. Um, it's Ken Rob. Uh, and those guys put it together and figure out how to put together a good team. I can't say I have the confidence that they can, but you do have LeBron James, who's still a very good player. You still have Anthony Davis, who maybe one day will get enough fire in him to 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 come back and start taking things personally. I think we've seen enough of his play to to realize that he's not going to do that. He's not going to turn into the Greek freak and just say I'm going to try to dominate every game, but as a Laker fan, that's all we can do is hold our hope that
0: maybe he will one day. Joe, real quick, and then go Laker, Tom, and then we'll head on out.
3: You know, again, we're, we're going to go back to the leadership part, which, again, I, I think that's where we're sitting here and we're trying to make sense of this. Well, this is the time when a leader needs to right the ship, right? Okay, that we have, we're have we one man down. I'm still here. We have some guys that get that have some athleticism, that have some effort, that can – play some basketball. I mean, these guys are professionals and we've seen them play well. LeBron is a, what, if I was going to use, and again, I'm going to use another analogy. If if there were, if this is the mafia, he wouldn't be a wartime consignere. <laughs> He'd be, he's good at peacetime, but he's not good when the war co- starts. And we've seen, even when he was in his prime, he him fold. You know, we saw in 2011, when he was up 2-1 against Dallas, they folded. Uh, he was in his prime, in 2014, he had cramps and ended up getting destroyed against the Spurs. So there, this is, this is not a, oh, he's in his 19th year. And again, if you're going to talk about you being, you know, if you've all watched LeBron talk, he loves talking about himself. And he takes all the pride in being LeBron and the chosen one. Well, if you're going to be the leader and you're going to say that you're a certain thing, well, I'm going to come at you first. And while... the the Westbrook the Russell Westbrook trade was the the crater the asteroid crater that destroyed the Lakers this year we're not getting anybody out of that crater we're just letting them rot in there we're not trying to get out and better the situation so that falls in the hands of a LeBron James who's chasing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who's I heard some comparisons that he's the Kareem of his position. He's the Kareem of, uh, you know, because of his longevity. I think Kareem is more, I think LeBron is more a Wilt Chamberlain of his position because Wilt Chamberlain had these issues when he was playing. There was this lack of leadership when it mattered. Yeah. He won a couple titles. Yeah. He was as dominant as anybody probably that ever played, but they kind of share the same, leadership qualities in that I believe LeBron should be sitting on at least six titles right now there were some years there where it wasn't his fault you got to admit that and obviously Will should have won more than two with his dominance so you're looking at you're trying to compare it to why you know you're trying to figure out why and compare it to something so it makes sense because it's so hard during the game to try to make sense of it you do know what it is you don't want to admit it it's your team it's he's playing for our team if he was playing for the cleveland cavaliers it'd be easy right but you have to be real you got to be real this is a leaderless team from top to bottom but it's more important on that court and the main guy is not a leader he's not leading
0: well let me get laker tom to go ahead and close this on out go ahead my friend any final thoughts before we head on out
2: yeah i think that uh I don't necessarily agree with the way that Joe has characterized LeBron and leadership, but I do think that there's an issue that it's almost that, that we're in this situation because of LeBron's hubris that he felt that I can make the adjustment, whatever needs to be made, you know, just give me, just give me Westbrook. We'll make the adjustment. And that's, you know, To a certain extent, that's the reason I went along with the whole thing because I, first off, I generally do try to support the team and what they've done and if they've made the move and it's not a whole lot you can do other than hope that it's best for the fans. But the truth of the matter is that we're in this situation because of LeBron and, and AD really bringing Russ in and then Frank not Coach Rob not putting together a good roster a lot because of of Russ forty seven million not being utilized properly, and then you know Frank just basically resisting resisting playing the right people and and making the adjustments and not having any offensive philosophy. So you know, so it just comes down to I I agree in the sense with, with Joe that it's a it's a problem of it's a problem at every level. It's a problem of the players. The superstars and the role players, they weren't a good fit. And it's a problem of the front office that put them together and the coaching staff that couldn't straighten it out. And it's going to continue the rest of the 20 games that we've got to look at. I can't believe that you know they're going to fire Frank Bogle before another couple of games if this continues.
0: Well, here we go again. The Frank Vogel watch continues right here at the Lakers fast break. You check once Twitter. Again, Did
2: you check Twitter already? And I am and going to check Twitter
0: as we head on out. So yes, it is the <laughs> Lakers <laughs> fast break once again. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Please, if you can go ahead and check out my interview with award-winning author Jeff Perlman on his book becoming a series this weekend. You can catch on HBO and HBO Max called Winning Time. Please go ahead and catch it. And if you want the book today, it's Showtime plus his other Great Lakers book, which I've already done an interview with him on Three Ring Circus, which is rumored could be the precipice for season two for winning time. We'll see what happens there. That was but... a
2: great interview that you did, Gerald. And I, I love the point that when you asked him the question about how come they didn't name it Showtime. And well, I just stands
0: even... out right there. I, I mean I, I hadn't
2: I... even thought of that whole situation. I thought you know, I thought it was stupid that they didn't name it showtime until you think that their competitor is Showtime.
0: I mean it just yeah I understand their competitor Showtime. I still think it's kind of weak because yeah. winning time just does not if you're a Lakers fan it just does not have that same Yeah,
2: but some somebody on the executive board did not like the idea yeah, of putting the well, competitor's else, name as the Well, that title person's of the show. probably
0: not a Lakers fan. They just don't get it. But yeah, I mean I would have <laughs> I don't you know, okay, if you were really that confused and you'll think, "Oh, I'm going to go watch Showtime and it's going to be your you don't know be- if you don't know the difference as far as between a show the people and a who network... wrote
2: The people who created the show, the initial idea of creating that series, should have taken it to showtime.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, again, there you go right there. But yeah. There's weird decisions on that. Don't they call
3: Star Wars Land Galaxy's Edge? They don't call it Star Wars at Disneyland. Is that that's probably some kind of Star
0: Wars? They call it Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but Disney owns the rights to Star Wars, so they can call it whatever they want. Oh, oh, so they they they
3: finally did change it. Okay, because initially I. They just had it as as Galaxy's Edge. I wonder what well, happened. Well, I think
0: it's it's Star Wars Galaxy Edge, but then again, you know, the, the new hotel that they have in Orlando has Star Wars in the name, so yeah, I mean Disney owns Star Wars, so they could do it whatever. Gerald,
3: you know everything. I can tell you anything and you know exactly the answer. <laughs> wow, I love that's
0: it. No, no, everything, but when it comes to pop culture, I know my you, best.
3: Pretty damn close. <laughs> no,
0: I try my best. I forgot about Detroit Jets. You're like, you
3: I know me, it's Star Wars.
0: You got me on the Detroit Jets, <laughs> especially El Rob. El Rob was here, he would have named that instantly on the detroit gems i something i remembered a long time ago and i forgot totally spaced it because i had not needed to remember the detroit gems in so long well so when
3: it comes to sports I'll be... i was
0: hitting myself almost down
3: well down. sports is a completely different beast i can i can usually stump anybody on sports if i really yeah, want but
0: to. i knew detroit gems. I just forgot
3: but to. you got me on you, you got me on the video games and movies and for sure. You've, got, you've answered oh every question I've, I've asked on that. 500 pop
0: culture episodes. I hope I know something. But <laughs> before we head on out, guys, it's been great having you here. Please follow Ox1947 during his game type chats at LakersBall.com. Of course, Laker Tom and El Rob are all over LakerHolics.com. Please be part of the conversations about LakersBall.com and LakerHolics.com. Once again, the Lakers, unfortunately, did fall 132 to 111. The Lakers are now at 27 and 35. They're oh. only one game up on New Orleans, who's in 10th place. The Lakers are still in ninth place, but just barely, heading into Saturday's game against the Golden State Warriors. That's a ABC primetime game. That's on at 5:30 Pacific time. So everybody out there is on ABC 5:30 Pacific time. No mm-hmm. Lakers channel on that, but we'll be on after the game. El Rob, great having you here. Any final thoughts before we head on out?
1: Looking forward to the game Saturday. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Golden State's
0: been struggling, so
1: we match up well with them too. Yes, one can only hope the light comes on.
0: Maybe. Why it's not?
1: Down. Hey, we're due for a win, right? We might have a new coach by then too.
0: <laughs> we said that before.
2: <laughs> well, we'll see. What I'll happens. say it every game from now on. Dude, you got to start somewhere. Got to start rid of the somewhere. coach this week. Next week we'll take care of Palenka. The following week, we'll sell the team to, to you know, I don't know who.
0: Uh, I want to sell to anybody. Elon who, Musk. Well, well okay. Well,
2: anybody okay. with a lot of money.
0: Yeah, anybody with a lot of money. I guess you're right.
2: And but willingness. There, there
0: is no Frank Vogel firing on Twitter, so the Frank Vogel watch continues. But, again, no, another admit, four- They don't
2: want to do it at night. They'll do it in the
0: morning. Uh, you should do it right out the get-go. But anyways, 132-111, to 111, a very abysmal third quarter showing led to this unfortunate loss once again for Los Angeles Lakers. But we'll be back, hopefully, to right the ship on Saturday night against the Golden State Warriors. It's going to be a home game. It's going to be in front of a live national television audience on ABC. So hopefully after the game, you'll check us out did good numbers every time they're on national tv on abc so hopefully we'll do some good numbers there please go ahead check out my interview with jeff perlman please go ahead and check out laker tom's latest article right there lakerholics.com go ahead and check out l rob's comments when he's over there at lakerholics.com ox 1947 right there at Lakersball.com. but thank you so much for watching and we'll see you on saturday night right here at the lakers fast break podcast